Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with spiritual blindness as we pick up in Judges chapter 16, verse 20. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. As we move on in the Old Testament, we're going to come to an interesting king by the name of Asa, who at the beginning of his reign was facing a huge invading army of Ethiopians and Nubians. And he called upon the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Israel. And as he was coming back from victory over this huge army, the prophet of God came out to Asa and said, The Lord is with you while you'll be with him, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. The Lord was with Samson as long as he kept that vow, even though he wasn't always doing the right thing. Even though there was tremendous weakness in his own moral character, even though he was guilty of doing foolish things, yet the Lord didn't desert him until he deserted the Lord. Until the vow was broken. But at this point, he had strayed so far that he didn't even know that the Lord had departed from him. Now, there is a spiritual kind of a blindness that afflicts people. Especially if you are fooling around in the enemy's territory, trying to play around with sin, playing games on the enemy's field. It is possible for you to stray from God and to get out more or less isolated and away from God, so caught up in your activities that you're not really aware of the fact that that anointing, that power of God is no longer upon your life. Now there are many people who assume because the anointing of God is still upon their life that God must be pleased with all that they are doing. That is a wrong conclusion. God does not immediately lift his anointing from a person's life because they have failed or they have fallen. I've heard so many people use the rationale, but God still uses us. And and thus they they take the fact that God is still using them as, as, as sort of a God is approving what we are doing. If God wasn't approving what we were doing, then he would take his anointing and take his power from our lives. That isn't always true. It's a wrong rationale. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. 
But if you continue in that path, you're going to get one day to the place where God's spirit is removed from your life. You won't know it maybe for a time. You'll still be going on in the same old thing, but you'll not be seeing the effects and the results anymore. He was blind to his own spiritual state. It is possible to be self-deceived about your own spiritual state. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth isn't in us. And there are a lot of self-deluded people as regarding to their own spiritual condition. Samson was blind to the truth about his own spiritual condition. He knew not that the Lord had departed from him. But because the Lord had departed from him, he was weak just like any other man. And this man who at one time had slain a thousand of the Philistines with the unlikely weapon of a jawbone of a donkey is now held down by just a few of them. As one brings a stick and gouges out his eyes while others grab him and bind him with chains of brass and they lead him off to Gaza to put him in the prison where he is now grinding. In those days, they had their mills with the giant millstones, some of them weighing several hundred pounds. And they would take these stones and lay them and carve into the stones little grooves around in a circle. And they would have a, a stone in the center of the circle with a hole that they had made in the top that would pivot around and around. And then they would have this giant round millstone that rolled around in this groove all the way around and a post going through it and they would take an ox as a rule or a donkey and they would harness it to this post so that the ox or donkey would just continue walking round and round in the circle as it would pull this millstone around and the ladies would come and pour out their uh, corn or their wheat or their barley into the little groove and as the millstone would roll over it, uh, it would grind their wheat into flour. And this was usually uh, the work of an ox or a donkey pushing this pole around to push the millstone around to grind the flour. It now became the occupation of Samson. In my lifetime, I've had some very boring jobs. One summer on the Irvine Ranch, I piled beans. You ever piled beans all day? It has to be one of the most boring jobs in the world. You just walk up this row of, of beans and, you know, you take your pitchfork and just go along and then you make a pile and, you know, you just go, and it is boring. And you wait for lunchtime, but lunch is so far coming. And then you'll wait for evening so you can get off work. 
I picked tomatoes for Tewinkle over here in Costa Mesa on the bluffs when the whole area of Dover Shores used to be tomato fields. And picking tomatoes is a boring job. You know, you get a bunch of guys out there and of course you end up usually in tomato fights and time goes a little faster, but it is just a boring job. There's no challenge to it. Days seem like months. Can you imagine how boring it would be if all day long you were just pushing this pole around in a circle? That would have to be a miserable life. No longer can you even see you're now forced totally within yourself. And you have really nothing to look forward to. This was the condition of Samson. And so they put out his eyes. They bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. I would like to suggest that this is perhaps one of the most colorful pictures of the effect of giving yourselves over to unbridled lust, living in sin. Its ultimate effect upon you is blinding you to the truths of God, to the realities of God. Secondly, its effect is binding you by its power. You find yourself in the situation no longer able to get out. You're bound. You began it as a lark. You began it as an excitement. You began it for thrills, for kicks. But in time, it got its hold upon you. And now you continue to do it, though the kicks are no longer there, but you can't get rid of it. You can't quit it. You find yourself bound by the power of sin. And then it becomes a grind. You begin to hate yourself. You begin to hate what you're doing, but you have no way out. You can't escape from it. And you get into that grind and your life becomes miserable. Your life becomes hopeless. You see no sense of trying to go on. And you're living in misery as it's beginning now to grind away. So Samson, an apt picture of the effects of sin, unbridled lust in a person's life. How be it, the scripture tells us, the hair of his head began to grow again after they had shaved him. Therein I see the marvelous grace of God. Samson had blown it. He had the potentials of greatness. He had the potential of delivering God's people out of the hands of their enemies. 
Samson had the potential of going down in the history book as one of the mightiest and most glorious of all of the deliverers of Israel. His name could have been alongside of David's and Samuel's. He's a marvelous deliverer of Israel. But he could not conquer his own passions, his own lust. And thus there he is, blinded, bound, grinding. Howbeit, the hair of his head began to grow again. Therein is the gospel. Because all of us have sinned. All of us have come short of the glory of God. All of us have failed God. All of us have found ourselves trapped, thinking that there's no way out. But God is gracious, and even though we have failed him, he will not fail us. And even though we have forsaken him, if we will just turn back unto him, he will be merciful and gracious. On a boring job, there's plenty of time to think. And I imagine that Samson did a lot of thinking as he was pushing that post around. Thinking of what a fool he had been. Going back and reliving the mistakes and thinking, if I'd only done this, if I'd only done that. If I'd only stayed out of Sorek, if I'd only walked away from Delilah, if I'd only, if I'd only, and living in those reflections of the past. A man, once mighty and powerful, now shuffling with uncertain gait because he can't even see where he's going anymore brought down to the bottom. But many times God has to bring us to the bottom so we'll look up. And he began to look up. And I'm certain that as his hair began to grow again, he felt within his heart, God, I'm going to renew my consecration. I'm going to renew my vow. But God, what can you do with me now? Lord, what I have and what's left here is yours. I'm going to give my life to you such as it is. Never can he achieve or attain what he could have, the full potential of his being. But Lord, at least you can have what's left, the broken shell. And so the Philistines were having a huge gala party. They had gathered in the temple of their god, the god Dagon. People were on the roof, crowded around the place. Someone got the brilliant idea. Let's bring that guy Samson. They used to give us such a bad time. Bring him into the arena so we can see him shuffling around in his blinded condition. Let him stumble around, trip him and all, and, and just so we can have a big laugh at the clumsiness of him now that he cannot see. And so they hurried down to the prison 
And they brought Samson from the prison into the temple. And as he came in, the laughs and the hurrahs went up as the people began to mock him and to jeer him, to make fun of him as he tried to make his way around the room in a strange place, not able to see. One would put his foot out in front of Samson and Samson would trip and fall and everybody would roar and howl with laughter. That man who was such a nemesis is now so weakened and it delighted them. And Samson said, oh God, once more, just once more, God, all I ask is once more, let the anointing of your spirit come upon my life. David, the psalmist, messing around, also lost that sense of God's spirit. After his sin with Bathsheba, and after the death of his child, David repented, and his repentance is given to us in the 51st Psalm. And one of the pertinent prayers of David in the 51st Psalm, when he is asking God to cleanse him, and according to God's mercy, blot out his transgression, one of the pertinent verses there, he said, and return thy Holy Spirit unto me. O oh God, again, let me sense your presence. Let me again sense your power. And this was Samson's prayer. Lord, once more, I want to know your power on my life. And Lord, I don't want to live. I have nothing to live for now. Let me die with the Philistines. His prayer unto God. He said to the young boy that was leading him around, take me over to the pillars that hold this place up. And the little boy innocently led him over to the pillars that held up the temple. And he took hold in his right arm and left arm, the two key pillars holding up the building. He said, God, I want the Philistines to be avenged for the eyes that they put out. And by faith he began to pull and the Spirit of God came upon Samson and he pulled those pillars together. The temple of the god Dagon fell with the Philistines packed into it and 3,000 of them were crushed to death. And Samson lay dead under the crushed Philistines. God's grace allowed him to once more experience the power of God. And he went out in the greatest victory of his life. Jesus in the New Testament said something that was very interesting in, in regards to his disciples. He said, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of man. Samson probably is a good illustration of, of this sort of allegory of Jesus. For God had chosen Samson to be the saving salt of Israel. But because of the weakness of his flesh, he lost his savor 
And he ended up crushed neath the Philistines. The sad story of Samson is being repeated, however, over and over as we see men with wasted potentials. God has endowed people with talents, abilities, and they waste them because of the weaknesses of their own flesh. They never achieve, they never attain that full glory and power that God wants their lives to be. Wasted potential is the story of so many people. The tragic biography, wasted. His life was wasted. He could have done so much for God. He could have been such a power for God's kingdom. He could have been so influential in bringing others to the Lord, but his life was wasted. He was destroyed by the weakness of his own flesh. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Judges on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, Simply order Judges 16 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bless and keep you through the week, and may you live after the Spirit, walk after the Spirit, Follow after the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. For I speak to you in the name of the Lord. If you are living and walking after the flesh and indulging in the areas and the things of the flesh, God will bring you into judgment. It will destroy you. You need to walk after the Spirit. And may God guide and help you. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. This Christmas, why not give the gift of God's Word by choosing the Word for Today Bible featuring Chuck Smith's notes highlighting a simple understanding of the Scriptures. This Bible includes an exhaustive concordance, cross-references, in-text and color maps, words of Christ in red, and Chuck Smith's commentary notes including Hebrew and Greek word origins. 
And in the Word for Today Bible softcover edition, we've included Chuck Smith's book, How Can a Man Be Born Again, which is very informative for a new believer. It's our prayer that as your loved ones read the Word for Today Bible, Chuck's commentaries will give a simple understanding into the scriptures, causing God's Word to come to life in their heart, not only drawing them into a closer relationship with the Lord, but stirring them to passionately serve God. For more information, please call the Word for Today at 800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org to read a preview.